Hi, I'm Kirsty Jackson Perrin and I'm a results-driven mindset coach. Each week my podcast will share tools and strategies so you can up-level your mental game and unleash a new level of success. This is thought-provoking and pokey stuff and with my help you'll get to where you want to be in life. Sounds like your kind of thing? Then subscribe and share the love because mindset matters and we can all do with a dose of that. This week's podcast is all about understanding the setup and what you can do about it. Now, selling and buying cars does not rank very high on my fun things to do list, I admit. I find it all very tedious and if I'm honest, stressful. Now, I do acknowledge that this is not helpful self-talk. And recently, my car developed a fault, a big fault. And because of its age and mileage, it wasn't worth getting it fixed. So our options, sell it privately, but quite frankly, I couldn't face the tyre kickers, nor someone nice buying it and then me worrying about if something even worse happened to the car. I know it wouldn't be my problem, but you know, that would be of concern. Part X with a car dealer, that's not always the best plan either, because basically they do that thing when they walk around the car appraising it, they rub their chin, they point out the defects, and then they give with one hand and take with another when you get down to talking turkey. So we went to that place where they always buy your car, and having done some research, we think we did quite well as it goes. So that was that bit done and dusted. Now for the buying bit, ugh. With three girls, we like quite a roomy family car. So we searched high and low for what we wanted. We didn't want brand new. Um, We didn't want to go for broke. You never make any money on cars anyway. So for us, it's just not what we focus on. We found a fab car at a small dealership not far from where I work. It's a small business with car selling alongside their garage. Nice guy, not too salesy. He figured out we knew what we were looking for. So let's test drive it and come to our own conclusions. Not much movement on price in these current times, but a deal was done. Warranty extended, bosh, painless, just how I like it, happy days. However, we weren't done there. It was all a bit too good to be true. After much discussion, the age and mileage of my husband's car was of concern to us too. We felt we didn't want to get to that stage when we had lights binging away on that one as well and just didn't want to be in the same position again of needing to desperately sell it. We thought we'd have a little look about to see what was out there, what was within the budget. Maybe we'd have a little bit of fun with this car, the second smaller one that my husband would need for work. He did have some ridiculous fanciful ideas and I reminded him that we might be in a position similar to that current situation where the five of us need to fit in his car. And if you're in the Mindset Game Changers Facebook group, you'll be familiar with the hashtag five go to Wiltshire in a very small car posts. So the midlife crisis car idea was shelved and a halfway point reached. So we went to the main dealership of the car we like. I won't mention the make of the car as I'm not into mudslinging. And we tried out three different models. We decided on the fun, nippy, cornering the rails model. We can just about fit the three girls in the back, but they have to stay the exact same size. Then comes the negotiating bit. Negotiating my, insert expletive. The guy from the small garage where I'd bought my car warned us that main dealers, he has friends who run three different dealerships, weren't doing deals on used cars because of COVID-19. Apparently, they have a surplus of secondhand cars. They want to keep the prices high to recoup the money. Well, that didn't make sense to me. Surely they want to get them shifted. Doesn't work that way, apparently. And he was right. 
What is it about main car dealerships when you play this most ridiculous game of do-si-do? When the car salesman goes to talk to the man upstairs, comes back, a silly compromise offer is made, you counter offer, the salesperson goes back upstairs, comes back downstairs, says the man upstairs says we can't move any more on price, etc, etc. Send the man upstairs downstairs. Oh, but wait, he can't, can he? He would get high altitude deacclimatization syndrome or something if he came down the stairs. By now, I was a fuming human. We had been left sitting around far too long, in my opinion, as the money man contemplated his navel. We were buying a car. We were wanting to give them money. What is wrong with these people, I thought. We employed walkway power. We said, thanks very much, but we're not sure. We'll think about it. Ha! We thought we'd sit it out and let them sweat. If they're so desperate to sell their stock, they'll soon give us a call. Nope. Not a dicky bird. Nothing. Nada. So what do you do? We really liked the car, but I found it so frustrating because we were left sitting around waiting for the money man's decision. My youngest bored to tears waiting with us, the toing and froing with the price. But I really wanted that car. Again, after much research, we don't sell or buy cars willy-nilly, I'll have you know. I knew it was a fairly good deal, as did they. So, did I want to lose a good car which we could be driving for several years just so I could say I didn't play their silly game? Or buy the car and put that behind us and enjoy driving the new motor? Because it's all part of the setup, isn't it? When you buy a car from the big dealerships, especially a used car, there's the setup. It's well established, all part of the training programme. The man sits upstairs whilst the car salesperson has apparently no autonomy whatsoever. And so you play this very silly game of cat and mouse, when I think very rarely does the car buyer get the upper hand. And if they do, there's been no compromise. The man upstairs has got exactly what he wanted out of the equation, and the car buyer thinks they have. So you have a choice. Employ that walkway power and never look back. Or get the car you want and dump any resentment because you have the car, so enjoy it and never look back. Our society operates within a setup with rules, regulations, guidelines, etc. There are laws we abide by or else we face prosecution. Civil law, criminal law, financial law, administrative law, commercial law and so forth. Frameworks within which society operates in. If we don't like them or if we think there has been an injustice that something needs to change, we can write to our local parish council, town council, district council, MP, start a campaign, etc. We don't need to sit and accept something, but very often it is part of the setup and therefore it can be challenging to change it. It's not about being accepting of it or being passive and lying down in defeat. It's about knowing what we can and cannot change and managing our thinking around it. For what's the point in trying to rail against something we cannot change, banging our head against a brick wall? I can't march into the dealership where we bought our car from and demand a change in its practices. Well, I mean, I can, but I'm more than likely going to be politely asked to leave. Therefore, I have a choice as to whether I spend my money there or not. There are plenty of other places to buy a car, smaller dealerships, buy privately, etc., I can email my feedback or write a review, so in some way I can feel I've done something rather than just moan about the experience. When we try to rail against the setup that we cannot inherently change, we are damaging our psyche. The serenity prayer is so relevant here. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, 
and wisdom to know the difference. If there's a situation you cannot change and you feel frustrated, disappointed and or angry, whilst you might not have any control over the setup, what you can control is the way you choose to think about it. Sometimes that can feel challenging, but it's knowing that the choice is there. I chose not to fight the setup and we bought the nippy runabout, which I love driving. I won't forget the buying experience, but know that that's how it all plays out. So I know I need to get over myself.com. If 2020 is teaching me anything, it's that life's too short to focus energy on the negative things. Instead, it's about holding on to the good stuff and using that energy to propel me forward to more great stuff. If you have found this podcast helpful and you know someone who'd also benefit from hearing it, please do share the episode with friends and family. We've also a fabulous private Facebook group and would love you to be a part of it. Within the group, we share and explore more mindset tools and strategies and answer any questions you may have. Head over to Facebook now and search for the Winning Edge Mindset Game Changers. Be sure to subscribe so you receive a notification for my next podcast episode. Have a fabulous week striving and thriving and creating the future you truly deserve. Bye for now.